Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I hope you are enjoying these inspirational interviews and that they help you to discover how to make the decision to overcome childhood trauma, develop self-love, and live a life of peace and joy. Today is the first in a series of three inspirational interviews with angel expert Janine Zunk. Janine will show you where you can reduce your anxiety and along with connecting with your body, move through the resistance to receive confidence and inner peace. Janine, the spiritual girl next door, teaches emotional mastery and universal connection. She believes the universe is constantly guiding, supporting, and communicating with us. It is simply our job to listen. The gifts lie in not letting your emotions control you, but to realize they are a form of communication that you can learn to understand. Her superpower is helping others learn to embody the everyday practice of universal communication and connection. To learn more about Janine, visit her website, namastelivingonline.com. Welcome, Janine, to Conversations That Heal. I'm so glad that you have come back. I think it's been two years since you were last on our show. Is that what you remember, too? It's been a while. It's been, yeah, one or two years, somewhere in there. (laughs) It's been a while. Janine has so many wonderful gifts to offer our listeners, offer me, if I can be selfish in that way. Janine works a lot with angels. Jean, could you briefly tell us what that looks like to give the listeners an idea of your focus? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me back, by the way. Awesome to be on the show. I love it every time. For me, the angels communicate with me through blocks of thoughts that kind of get downloaded into my brain. And they're not things I would normally think or say, and half the time I don't remember saying them. So it's easy for me to tell when it's not me speaking. (laughs) Occasionally I get, I will hear or see, but it's more just thoughts, like chunks of thoughts just appear in my head. And sometimes I have to unscramble them a bit, but they're always... If I'm in the flow and I just let it come out, it just always kind of flows right through. (laughs) So that's my most common way of receiving information from them. I talk a lot about trust and uh, intuition. Uh, Maybe not, I don't name it intuition, but it is. Mm -hmm. Self-trust is also your intuition. Just to, to help the listeners connect with their angels if they choose to do so, Let's talk a little bit about like what that looks like and and how maybe a few steps if you could share what you know they could take to build a connection. How do you know what the difference is between your voice and an angel's voice? Well, I will tell you when I started it was and I didn't trust it was hard for me to determine the difference. So like anything, it comes with practice. For me now, because I've worked through a lot of the trust issues, I've learned to recognize the tone of the, like it comes with a weird tone. It's almost like someone else is talking in my head a little bit. I've learned to, when I get still and I ask a question, at this point, the first thought that comes back is them talking. Whereas before, the first thought would have been my ego arguing, right? So I maybe I would have said something like, 
how can I make an extra hundred dollars this week? And something would have, my head would have said, oh, that's impossible. It's too hard. There's no way you can do it. You know, like I would have had these negative limiting thoughts pop up. And that's never your higher guidance. Whether you're talking to your higher self, whether you're talking to angels, whether you're talking to a deity, it doesn't matter. They will always speak in a very positive and very affirmative way because it's always possible. It's only our limiting self that's creating that negative chatter. So when you're starting out, it's to me, because I'm very logical, 50% logical, 50% total um, woo-woo, if that's what you want to call it. Like I'm a great balance of both. And so it has to make sense on both sides of my brain for me to fully accept a concept. While I would think I was hearing something that wasn't my own voice, at the same time, my logical mind was like, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? What I started doing is I started tracking it. I grabbed myself a little journal and I got myself some angel cards. And so I would start pulling cards because it gave me an external visual. And I would ask a question. I would pull a card, write down whatever thoughts came up, whatever ideas or inspiration came from that card. I would do that every day. And then I would look back at the week and say, okay, did this apply to me today? Sometimes it did and sometimes it didn't. But as I got or I practiced more, I learned to see the signs, see the messages, understand how they communicate, how their perception of things, it becomes easier. So for me, it has to be like trackable. I had to write it out. I had to be able to go back and review it and be able to see myself getting better at seeing it. So it was a feeling. I felt better from it, but I had like this piece of paper to show my stats. It's interesting. I'm not connected to my angels as much as you are. The one thing that really helps me with that connection, it's, you know, the connection to your higher self, angels, um, even God, is gratitude. For me, I mean, it's funny because I'll, I'll pull into the garage where I live and I'll, before I turn the corner, I'll say, oh, please, angels, let there be a parking lot, a parking space. <laughs> and then there won't be any other spaces except the one space that's like that I've designated as my space, even though it's not really my space. And I just laugh about it, you know, or, or things will happen. This isn't like a one-time shot. This happens all the time. And other things mm-hmm. that will happen in life where if I'm getting really frustrated, I, I ask my angels to help me and they do. And it's, I don't know, it just, it just cracks me up. Like I'm always laughing about it because they're so funny or so ironic how they show up to support me. Absolutely. Life's meant to be playful, and so they use that energy a lot. So it it almost like it makes you kind of pause and chuckle. (laughs) When I first started out, I found I had a lot of resistance to believing I could get things, right? Money, stuff, it didn't matter. But I found I didn't have a lot of resistance to the idea they could show me a sign. That's where I really started to push. I would say, show me a sign I'm on the right path. Show me a sign that you're here listening to me. Show me a sign that I'm not crazy. Show me, you know, like whatever support I needed in that money. Show me a sign to show me there's another way to see this. Help me see this differently. And so I became obsessed with signs. And I really learned to read 
how they were talking to me. And they will always find the easiest path to talk to you. And it all started with numbers on the clock. It started with seeing 11. Every time it was the clock, it was 9, 11, 10, 11, 12, 11, 11, 11. I'd look at a license plate. It's had 11 in it. And so that became my first sign. And then Google has been my best friend on this because people have written so many articles and, like, guidebooks on what things mean. So I would just get on there and Google, what does the number 11 mean? Or if something weird happened, like one day I saw a turtle walking across the sidewalk. I never see a freaking turtle. That's totally a weird experience for me. So I stopped. I got on my phone and I Googled, what's the symbolism of the turtle? And I found the message in that article on Google. And so I'll tell you, I'd like Google, I tell everybody, search for Google. What's, what shows up weird in your life? Repetitive. Google it. What's the meaning of it? And I swear you'll find it without doubt. So what does a turtle mean that's, that's crossed in your path? Oh, I don't remember Did that Do you one. remember? I would have to go back and re-Google it. I don't. It was, it was a while ago, a couple of years ago. So I, but I still remember that moment of asking for a sign and then deciding to go for a walk, and there was a weird turtle <laughs> walking across the sidewalk and gave me my answer. So I would have to re-Google the symbolism of the turtle and see what that means. Have you had, like, weird experiences like that where just the weirdest thing shows up? Not like that. I... The number thing I've been noticing probably in the last six to nine months, and it also makes me laugh because, you know, on the stove clock or um, on the TV, you know, where they have the number, you know, what time it is, or just randomly 1111 will appear. I just kind of laugh just knowing that they're there. I'd like to ask you to just talk a little bit about trust. Trust is so important for everybody. Trust is so hard for a lot of people, especially people who have been betrayed, um, experienced childhood trauma, what you know, whatever that looks like. And it's really something that's important to build. I'd like to ask you what your word of wisdom would be um, to our listeners who are struggling with that oh for sure and trust is trust is like such a a big thing because you can what I found from my experience and that with my clients and friends it's not just distrusting in one area you cannot trust yourself you can have a distrustful relationship with your higher power you can have a distrustful relationship with other people you cannot trust money you can you like every relationship or experience in your life can you can hold an energy of distrust around. And so it's about just, you know, not giving up and hiding in a cave. It's about literally starting to pull apart and say, okay, I'm going to practice, pick one area. I'm going to practice starting to trust myself. Maybe I don't trust God. Maybe I don't trust the angels. Maybe I don't trust, you know, my neighbor. But I'm going to practice trusting me because I have to live with me for the rest of my life. So I might as well learn it, to trust myself. By simply saying to yourself, okay, what should I do in this situation? What is the best choice I should make? And without reaching out and asking anyone else, make a decision. Take a step forward and then notice how you feel. Do you feel like... Does this excite you? Does it feel like this is a good path? Do you feel like I just made the worst mistake ever? If it's the right path, keep going. If it feels like I made the worst mistake, stop, back up, go the other path. Start with something that's not life-changing, not talking about leaving a job, leaving your marriage, 
any of that crazy stuff. I'm talking about what to have for dinner. I'm talking about taking a new path to work. I'm talking about buying an outfit that maybe you've been considering or cutting your hair in a new way. Do something baby steps so that you can begin to experience the awesomeness that comes with trusting yourself on the little things. And then when the big things do show up, it won't be near the battle because you're going to be like, I know this has how my body feels when I'm making the right choice. I know this feeling comes with making the right choice. I'm going to trust it. Just changes the whole dynamic of confidence within yourself and that allows you to dabble in other areas. Pick the easiest. Don't go for the hardest spot. Pick the easiest spot. Begin to say, you know, I'm going to practice this and just be in an open space. You were born totally trusting. You had to learn to not trust. And so it's about taking those parts away and saying, okay, let's heal this. Let's work through the emotion underneath this not trusting. And let's begin to practice the baby steps of stepping back into a space of vulnerability and openness with myself or, you know, whatever area you choose. So it's the baby steps. <laughs> I've been working on trust for years. It's an onion that's continually peeled. So it's not like I can say I've arrived in the land of full trust, but I can tell you I trust myself and I trust my guides and my angels like nobody's business. I have no doubt saying no if it feels like a no, and I know what that no feels like. So it's a completely different space than before, but it took me a lot of baby steps to get here. So don't be hard on yourself. Don't rush. Just practice baby steps. Easy peasy. What does a no feel like to you? That's an interesting concept, uh, an interesting topic that you bring up. What does a no feel like to you? In my body, a no feels like a tightening in my chest or a knot forming in my gut or a lump in my throat. Like any, the feelings I had when I was a kid, when I didn't want to do something, but your parents kind of made you do it anyway, or, you know, you were kind of teased into it. I mean, like any, like that experience you had of, God, no, no, I don't want this. But when I was a child, it wasn't necessarily always listened to. <laughs> so that's my easiest thing I can relate it to is, no, I don't want this. But now I'm at a place where I can say it and you have to listen. <laughs> Whereas when I was younger, I could say it and you were still the grown-ups. You could still make me do it or do what you wanted or whatever. But now that, that tightening, it feels like I just want to curl up in a ball. It feels like I just want to it feels like clenching, I guess, is a bit of feeling. Like my heart feels clenching, my stomach feels clenching, my throat might feel clenching. And if I, it's different than fear. Fear feels anxious. Fear feels unsure. Fear feels timid. Fear feels hesitant. This just feels like a clench. Like if you were to clench your fist, that's what my insides feel like. It sounds like the connection to your body really supports you on making decisions and learning to trust yourself all along the journey. Would you, would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. I'm a 100% believer that our primary form of communication is actually our sense, that sixth sense, the one that supposedly is a anomaly. I believe that's actually our primary form of of communication with all things spiritual, with life itself, with our inner being, with our higher power. It doesn't really matter. You can feel 
if you really just get out of your head and connect to your body, you can feel the answer to every question you need to know. The key is we've learned for so long in society to distrust ourselves, distrust our bodies, to think it through, to be logical, stop being irrational, you know, be rational, that connecting to your body is actually the solution to reconnecting to all things spiritual because you are a spiritual being and your communication comes through vibration. How else do you feel vibration? They're through sensation and through how your body responds. It's like it's we've been taught the opposite and now it's time to really own that part of ourselves and say, I'm a, I'm a feeling being. I was made to feel. So this feeling, I need to learn to read it instead of just listening to words. I need to feel it. You've all heard somebody say something and you can feel they're lying or you can feel they're not being totally honest because they're communicating to you through vibration and through sensation. And that's the real communication. If you were to suddenly go deaf and you couldn't hear a word they said, you could still feel their intention. And you'd still know whether to run or whether to, you know, go towards them. <laughs> so, yeah, completely. Your body is part of the answer. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. I want to clarify, when Janine's talking about spiritual being and such, we're not talking about, like, religion and everybody has their own connection to their spiritual being. You know, I just want the listeners to embrace that. You know, try to look beyond your old patterns of thinking. Sample a little bit. Well, what is my spiritual belief? Not like what is my belief with God? What is my spiritual belief with myself? How do I connect to my body? How can I feel my vibration? I have spoken to a lot of people about this idea about vibration and and it's interesting because I play this game with myself unlike everyone else you know I don't go to the grocery store um, all chipper and happy every single time I go to the grocery store and I notice that when I go and I walk confidently in a space of love to myself I'm not saying that I go in and I walk in with a space of love to the vegetable man and the meat man and the people in front of me are taking forever. I'm talking about walking in with a sense of love for myself, that my vibration increases. And what surprises me is the number of people who will smile at me, you know, show a connection to me. It's just, you know, a little sample to play with, to, to experiment with. Absolutely. I love that you do that. I think it's a fantastic game. One of the principles I teach, and it's the known principle, I've just really learned, really learned to apply it to my life, is that everything is a reflection of you. You've heard this, this phrase, what you give out, you get back. So you're walking in that grocery store and you're giving love. You're emanating this vibration of love. So by universal law, it has to be brought back to you, Right. And so it's brought back to you in the smile, in the hello, in the what you know what I'm saying, in whatever you're seeing, that's the reflection of you. So what you see in others is in you. If you love what you're seeing, you're loving what's in yourself. If you're not liking what you're seeing, you're not liking something that's in you. <laughs> so I think it's fantastic to try that. I think it's a great game. Imagine, like, pretend, walk into a store all, you know, crabby looking and a frown on your face and notice the response you get there and you'll probably a very dramatic difference. It's interesting because sometimes 
I go in without makeup and I, mean, I will comb my hair, but I don't go in all fancy and dressed and I still do that and I get the same response that I get when I walk in polished, let's say. It is an interesting game to play with. And like Janine was saying about the trust, you, the listener, are, are in complete control of this. So this isn't about, oh, I'm afraid of this or I'm afraid of that. If you're afraid, then feel. What does that feel like in my body to be afraid? You know, what does that feel like to say no? It's a matter of baby steps and getting to know yourself. Janine's going to be coming back to our next healing message. Before we end this show, Janine, can you um, share with our listeners the gift that you would like to offer everybody? Oh, absolutely. Right now is kind of a very tumultuous time in our world. So I want to offer you, uh, anybody listening, free one question angel reading. And basically just mention the show. You go to my website, request a time, mention the show, and you won't have to put any payment through. It'll just it'll just schedule the appointment. So my website is Namaste Living Online. That's N-A-M-A-S-T-E, livingonline.com. You can get a link to my calendar right there. Book it up and let's rock it out. Let's get you set for the fall and for next year. That is such a wonderful gift. I hope everyone takes Janine up on that. And I'll have a link to that in the description portion of the show to make it a little bit easier for people to contact you. So I hope everyone can join Janine and and myself on the next conversation that heal as we continue our conversation on connecting with our angels and and I would say just making our life better all in all. Wouldn't wouldn't you say that, Janine? Absolutely. It's the greatest path to confidence, inner peace, I know. In the second interview of our three-part series, Janine and I are talking about destructive habits that limit the endless possibilities waiting for all of us. You will learn immediate action steps to move you one step closer to inner peace. Please contact me at Susan at conversationsatheal.com if I can support you on your healing journey. Leave a comment on Blog Talk or iTunes to support us in reaching listeners in search of living their life of peace and joy. You are welcome to follow us on Blog Talk Radio for up-to-date announcements. Above all, remember that you are a lovable and capable human being. Thank you for listening to Conversations That Heal.